When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. is Talking Tech with Teddy. Now, here is your host, Teddy Allen. Hello, everybody. This is Teddy Allen. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. I want to remind you a couple of things before we get started. Basketball is coming up Wednesday, October 24th. That's going to be this Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Doghouse. You can go and hear the Inside Tech Basketball Radio Show Season Preview. It's a one-hour show. Bulldog Head Coach Eric Conkle and Lady Texter Head Coach Brooke Storr will be there. Each will talk 30 minutes at the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston. Dave Nitz, voice of the Bulldogs, is going to be with Eric. And Malcolm Butler, the voice of the Lady Texter, is going to be with Brooke. Later shows will ensue at the Doghouse once the season gets going. But you can hear a preview Wednesday, October 24th. So go support Tech Basketball and the Doghouse, a firm believer of Louisiana Tech. They help us a lot. Appreciate Bert and Vicky and Danielle at the Doghouse. One more note, uh, go to LaTexSports.com, catch up on all the baseball, tennis, golf, everything else that's happening, soccer. Um, there's going to be some softball and baseball free scrimmages you can go look look at and view. So, LaTexSports.com, and then, of course, go to LaTex.edu for all your academic news on what's happening at the area's flagship university. Okay, this week's guest is James Jackson of the Bulldog football team. He plays kind of the hybrid nickelback uh, linebacker slash DB for the Bulldogs. He is a junior out of Hainesville. He started this season this way, South Alabama. He forced two fumbles, recovered one had one-and-a-half sacks and was the Conference USA's Defensive Player of the Week to get things going back at the 1st of September. Now, you haven't heard from him in three years, so what's James been doing? Well, he's been marinating. That's what, learning, and now that work's paying off. He has got for the season 24 unassisted tackles. That leads the team 12 assists. That's 36 total. That's second on the team behind Colin Scott. Three-and-a-half tackles for loss, one-and-a-half sacks, and a quarterback hurry. You remember that he intercepted a pass to start the game against UAB. That led to a Bulldog score. Down in Hainesville, he was a complete stud. He and cousin Kendrick Jackson led Hainesville to 
back-to-back championships for the first time since 1996 and its first title game shutout since 1995. That was in 2014, I believe. James returned a blocked field goal 73 yards for a touchdown to get things started, and the Tours beat Mangum for the second year in a row. Shut them out. I think it was 16-egg. Beat him like a ridden mule the week before. Haynes will finish that year 13-1. and James, of course, was a star running back and a star defender. He's going to talk some now about those days at Haynesville. Uh, he's getting plenty of support from Claiborne Parish now that he's a Bulldog. So listen to James talk. At, listen as James talks. Haynesville Homer, his road to becoming a starter, is Rumi from Magnolia, Arkansas, and what he expects from himself and his teammates on the back half of this 2018 season. We thank James Jackson of Haynesville for joining us. We're on the Talking Tech with Teddy podcast. This is podcast number eight. So if you're looking at a roster, be podcast jmar smith i guess number eight but we're talking today to our perfect 10 james jackson james from haynesville louisiana james welcome say hey to everybody hey everybody How you <laughs> he is a golden tour and we're in uh, gant graham's office the unofficial studio of the podcast so thanks for listening and spread the word um Against UAB, we'll talk about something bad first. You had an interception. I think Jordan Bradford hit the guy's arm, and you were there to pick it off. Three plays later, Tech scores, seven egg, and then the bubble just popped. But y'all came back in a big way, pitched a first-half shutout at the Alamo Dome, went at 31-3, two really solid defensive performances in a row. Talk about the emotion, if you would, James, of uh, being a football player and going through the UAB game and then having to wait a week till you can get an Alamo dunk. Um, it hurts. Like, it burned inside. So we took all of that hurt to practice the next week and then took it out on you at UTSA. <laughs> and then this week you've got um, UTEP coming to town, homecoming. Y'all, we're talking to you on Tuesday. You haven't watched film yet. But what have you already uh, – what have y'all got planned so far for UTEP? What's the mindset of the team? Um, just don't take no team for granted, even though they're 0-6. Just don't take them for granted. At Hainesville High, y'all were never – how many times did y'all start out 0-6? Never. <laughs> y'all went back-to-back state titles. Tell me what it was like growing up in Hainesville and the first time you can remember playing football. Um, it's a fun town. I mean, there's not a lot to do, so everyone knows everyone. And just playing football, the town loves football, so you feel like the town loves you. And so it was just fun. Did y'all beat Homer every year? Yes. Bad? Yes. That hurts me. <laughs> Back in the day, I mean, my dad was a preacher at the First Baptist Church of Homer. Uh, 78, the Pels won. But I don't know how many times they won since then. What is this? Why do y'all hate Homer so much? What has Homer ever done to you? It's where you were born, for goodness sake. Um, it's not so much of a hate. It's just like a big rivalry. Right. And so, you know, things that go outside of football, they kind of add on into the game. Mm-hmm. What about um, um, Coach Franklin, David, and then Red? Tell me about that dynamic of seeing them around all your whole life. Man, those are the two awesome men you'll ever meet. Um, they're very good coaches, and they're, you know, Anytime you need help, you can always call on them. Did you ever? Did you always have the feeling from the first time you ran them that they deeply cared about you and your teammates, not just football players, but as guys? Yes. 
and they've renamed the press box after Red Franklin, by the way. Did did he raise his voice a lot? Oh, yes, all the time at practice, <laughs> especially if you're not going full speed, you're not doing the right thing, he's always raising his voice. But no uh, foul language ever came out of his mouth. It actually, uh-huh. I've seen him actually be offended when he's heard some before. He's a special kind of guy, him and Miss Franklin both. And good for David. The tours are doing what this year? Do you know what their record is? Um, I think they're 7-0 right now. Yeah, they're a lot and none. Yeah. Now, when you went there, y'all went back-to-back state championships, so let's brag a minute. Um, tell me what your career was like as a junior, and then senior, I know you were MVP of the championship game. Can you remind me of those two games? The first one, 2013, and you're a junior. Well, my junior year, I feel like I feel like no team in the state of Louisiana was, could compete with us because we had a lot of talent. My senior year, we lost like two games, but we still won the state championship, so they ended up good. Who, who did y'all beat in 13 when you were a junior? Um, 13, we beat Mangum in the state championship, and 14, same team. Were both those close games? Uh, 13, it wasn't. 14 was close. Y'all, but y'all won. Can you remember how y'all won? Was it in some kind of a spectacular fashion, or did y'all pull away late? Uh, 13, they just didn't have a chance. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 14, um, we started off with a blocked field goal, and I scored that one. I think we only had two touchdowns, and our fullback scored the other one. So You were MVP of the game, mm-hmm. so can you recall your numbers from that game? I know the most important one is y'all won, but... Um, I think... Partly the block field goal got me MVP, and then on defense I made a couple stops. In offense, I had the most rushing yards. You were running back and a defensive back. When you came to Tech, what did they recruit you as? Uh, I came in as a cornerback, and then I got moved to safety, and then I got moved to linebacker, mm-hmm. where I'm at now. Do you have a preference? Uh, No, not too much. I mean, I really like linebacker, the position I'm in now. I wish I would have played that in high school, but we didn't have it in our defense. What did you? What kind of defense did y'all run at at uh, Hainesville? Uh, basically four three, basic cover two. Okay, but no true linebacker. No. Okay. Um, you're five eleven now, two ten, red shirt junior. You're making up. You started out the the year by being the player of the week in the conference against South Alabama. Um, some big numbers. Let's see, two forced fumbles. You recovered one of those. You had one and a half sacks. So what happened the last three years while you're hanging around, learning the game? What did you need to get better at? Like now everybody's saying, where'd James Jackson come from? But we know you've been here. Where did you, what did you learn between 14 and now? Um, I just learned like a lot from older guys. You know, I took in like the plays and everything. I studied it every day. And that, that allowed me to go out now and play fast, you know, not think about the things I mess up on or, or just, you know, just go out and play. Coach uh, Hulse was telling me last night on the Inside Bulldog football radio show that you've been a pretty selfless guy. You want to get on the field and play, contribute, and that you've been steadily working. Um, and now I'm guessing it's pure fun to you? Yeah. I mean, I set out a long time. I didn't hang my head or nothing. I didn't complain. I would tell the newcomers that come in now, you know, just wait your turn, you know. You're going to eventually get your turn. When that turn comes, you got to make the most of it. Be prepared for your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's another thing leaders do is 
they're going to remember that. Did somebody do that for you? Hey, Jane, somebody who may have graduated by now or upperclassmen tell you to keep your head up? Uh, yeah. Uh, Boston, Boston Scott always told me, you know, keep my head up, keep pushing. You know, my time was going to come, and now it's here. When's the last time you talked to Boston? Um, I seen him one day at practice. He came out, and the first thing he told me, he was like, man, I told you. <laughs> Good. So. <laughs> Pretty charismatic guy. Your position is not a true linebacker, and it's not a true safety. So how do you describe his, your responsibility? Um, I think as much as a nickel, mm-hmm. you know, but most of the time I'm in the box. Most of the time I'm not, so probably a nickel. Well, you, you lead the team in unassisted tackles with 24, so however you're playing it, you end up with a lot of one-on-one space, don't you? And I guess that's by design. Yeah. You're a good tackler, a good cover guy, and a quick guy. You're also second on the team overall in tackles behind Colin Scott. Coach Holtz has said he thinks this group of linebackers is playing as well as a group as any in his six years here. How does that make you feel, and why do you suppose that is? Um, it makes it makes us feel excited. I mean, me, Colin, and Devon, we always together. In game day, I mean, we kind of dress alike game plan and all that no gloves tape our fingers and it's just fun to be out there with those guys what about connor the new dude who's here from utah how does he fit in uh connor fits in well i mean he's he's a great football player and when colin gets tires or davon connor mm-hmm. will come in and there's no drop off is davon always generally happy out there or does he ever get mad oh yeah he's always happy i mean sometimes he's getting mad but most of the time, he's always smiley, even bad play or a good play. And uh, Brian Gamble's y'all's new coach. Uh, what kind of guy is he? Seems like a quiet guy, linebacker from A and M. But is he a fiery guy at practice and on the and during the game? Or I mean, he don't he don't too much get angry, but sometimes they mess up a lot, and then he's <laughs> the other side come out. Okay, the other side. <laughs> yeah. I understand during LSU week that he had y'all wear y'all's helmets even in the film room. Oh yeah, I, I never, I never heard or saw that until then. Until then, if he ever tells you to put your mouthpiece in too, that really is going to be a big game. Am I right, am I right Gant? Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a physical game. When you answered the bell, you had nine tackles against LSU. That's a career high. Do you have any regrets about that game, or do you look back and say, "Dang, we turned it over twice." Had a chance to win? Um, no regrets. I mean, we had our opportunities. I mean, that was a great team. We Seems like it give you confidence play, playing so well down there. I know you want to win. Yeah. I mean, we got we had a lot of confidence, like, even after the game, after the loss. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone wanted the victory. Okay. Miss Brenda's your mother. So, what – makes her special in the kitchen is she good kit with kitchen stuff uh yeah she's one of the best cooks i think all the coaches can vouch for that i mean they came every day really to eat with me <laughs> when they're being recruited cooking. yeah what did blake baker recruit you mainly mm-hmm. okay what all did she whip up over there what's some of her favorite stuff she makes? uh one of my favorites she make is chicken spaghetti and i kind of got all the players and she'll come down and cook, so that, that's probably one of their favorites too now. A very underrated dish, chicken spaghetti. <laughs> it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Um, what else? 
Um, she cooks pies. She makes good sweet potato pies, but I don't eat those, so. Just not sweet. You know they're good, but do you have any sweets you eat? Um, the only sweets I like is chocolate cake. Good call. Chocolate cake with white ice is my favorite. Ask Jordan Bradford about his mom's Mississippi mud. You ever eat Mississippi mud? Well, she needs it's like all layers of stuff. You end up being a big boy like uh, Jordan if you eat some of that. Ask him about it. Jo- by the way, Jordan Bradford, Jalen, you know, Keontae, Emmanuel, you're with them all the time, and they're really up there doing some grunt work. What are y'all's conversations like with them? I mean, do you ever say, hey, thanks for taking care of that guy so I can you know, tackle the dude or... I mean, yeah, um, after uh, the North Texas game, you know, it was close, and I came up to all of them, I was told them, you know, they played they played their butt off, you know. <laughs> they're they're good, and, and and they keep rotating them in in and out of there really fresh. Y'all have to play a little more because you don't have as much depth. Does, do you get the feeling that this is a, a selfless defense and that y'all are continuing to get better and we don't care who gets the credit kind of a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we it's, we don't too much care who made the plays or nothing. We just um, be really big on, you know, getting a stop as a defense, being the number one defense in this and that. James Jackson is number 10 this year. You were 42 last year. Why would you change your number? Um, I didn't actually want 42 when I got here. but Seems like a heavy number. Yeah. And so I wanted 23, but Queez got that one in. We play on the same special team sometimes, so 10 was the next available number. What was your number at Hinesville? 23. Okay. When Queez had it, dang Yeah. Uh, and 10, did, did it just seem sleeker, faster? Uh, I feel like it made me feel smaller, you know, <laughs> than 42. Forty-two is just a heavy number. Imagine if you had to wear ninety-four like Bradford. That'd be the ultimate yeah. indignity. Um, who's your roommate? Uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel is. Yeah. He's number ninety-three. That's another bad mm-hmm. number. Bless his heart. What kind of roomie is he? Uh, funny man. This guy's a character. Does he have a nickname? I call Emmanuel him Turner. I call him IT. When he first got here, but now I call him Skip. You call him what? Skip. Because, because he he missed practice sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he don't come. He'll just especially, skip practice. Yeah, especially during camp, and like he just forget things, like and skip over like the main thingy. Really? Yeah. Well, it's a defensive end. A lot of blows to the head. <laughs> I guess. Where do y'all live at? Um, on eighty, we got a um, we live in a house, two bedroom, two bath. Okay, good for y'all. Yeah. How long you been uh, it's Remy? Since I got the tech, so did y'all automatically hit it off as buds and all? Um, when I first got here, he was—I seen that he was from Magnolia, and Magnolia is like it's down the road from down Hainsville. the road from Hainesville. So I was like, you know, we might as well get to know each other. We close. Have you been to Magnolia with him? Mm-hmm. What y'all do there? What can you do in Magnolia? Uh, we didn't do too much. <laughs> we hung out with some of his friends, and that's about it. Do they have good food at his house? I didn't, I didn't actually eat Y'all didn't eat there? Okay. We assume he's a big child. Yeah. So what do y'all eat? What do y'all have in the icebox at y'all's house? Water and Gatorade. I mean, we don't too much cook, so we eat out a lot. And on campus some, do you ever eat? Mm-hmm. And where do y'all, what's one of your favorite places in town to go? Uh, one of my favorite places is Hibachi. 
No kidding. Would yeah. not have guessed that. <laughs> uh, are you a sesame chicken person? No. What do you eat at hibachi? Um, um, what do you call stuff that's not cooked? What do you call stuff that's not cooked? Sushi. Sushi, that's it. Oh, no, I don't. I don't eat the sushi. Not a lot of sushi eaters in Hainesville. <laughs> I wouldn't think are in Claiborne Parish. Do you ever go to Moons in Claiborne Parish? Mm. Okay, you can go there in the middle of the day. Get a, it's like a yeah. gas station place. What is the upside for this team? How good do you think this group can be? Um, this team, we can be as good as we allow ourselves to be. But we have a lot of talent, and we have a good, good chance of comfort this year. This is James Jackson, former star at Hainesville. And again, in uh, 2015, red-shirted, 16, played seven games. Last year, played in all 12. A lot of those special teams. This year, starter, he started out big by being conference player of the week, and he's been steadily improving, uh, as this defense has, has been. James, are you glad you came to Tech? Um, yes, I'm glad I came to Tech. I mean, I have a two-year-old, and so that allowed me to be closest to her. And also, it's just closer to home. All my family can come. And they've been coming a lot, haven't they, to see you fly? Oh, yes. I have numerous <laughs> of people <laughs> inboxing me, texting me, can you get tickets? It's life's good as a, tour, as a golden tour, I'm sure. Yeah. Life like a golden tour. Thanks for being on the podcast, okay? Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thanks, James. You've been listening to Talking Tech with Teddy. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.